You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. And thanks for joining us for another edition of Mobile Rolling. We've got a big weekend of harness racing action coming up. It starts tonight, so feature racing tonight, tomorrow night. Sunday's a massive day. Menangle with their Super Sunday Breeders' Challenge Race Day. Meribara down there with the Victoria Trotters Derby. Queensland interest as well. And then on Monday, we're going to Kaikoura, that picturesque racetrack on the, uh, the northern part of the South Island. So that's going to be a big day as we count down towards the New Zealand Cup. So there's a lot of markets to get through. There's a lot of tips to get through. And joining us first up, as he does each and every Friday morning, Jared Daffy from TAB. Jared, good morning. Morning, Chris. Yeah, it's a little bit different this weekend. Quite clearly, there's a big focus on Sunday, which is strange. But uh, in a good way, though. It's a, it's a good oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure it is. Yeah. Um, and obviously, we've got the uh, SA Pacing Cup on Saturday night, so yeah. that's a draw card. So, no, there's plenty going on. Well, let's get straight into it. Tonight, over in the West, the JP Stratton Cup is the feature. Race five, open class horses here. And Diego, importantly, comes up with the inside gate, and as a result, he is the favourite. He's a 2.25. Uh, over from Sydney, Loyalist, he goes back to Perth. He went there for the Nullarbor earlier this year. He's at $9. Steal the show's right in the mix at three eighty. Others that are given a chance, Magnificent Storm, who's first up since his Brisbane campaign, $6. Tenzing, Bromac, eight fifty, And then we're looking at longer odds. So, Diego, the favourite, is there any sort of money trail? It certainly is. Uh, he's been two ninety into two twenty five. Uh, Loyalist has been six fifty out to nine. Steal the show a little drift three sixty out to three eighty. Uh, Tenzing Bromac, Chris uh, opened at eighteen dollars. Uh, got in, uh, got to twenty three when that support came for the favourite. Now into eight fifty, so that's a big move. Um, so that's Tenzing Bromac and um, Steve Hewlett's favourite pacer, Magnificent Storm, four forty at six dollars. Yeah, he's friendless uh, by the look of it. There, Magnificent mm. Storm. So an interesting race. Race five tonight at Gloucester Park. Tomorrow night, number of meetings that I want to look at: Albion Park, Melton, and Globe Derby. Firstly, with Albion Park, the free for all there. This is all important because Summer Carnival features start next week at Albion Park. Be good, Johnny Sprint. The week after the Queensland Cup. Up. Turn it up is expected to dominate this free for all tomorrow night. He's at one dollar thirty. Any takers, or is it multi action? Multi action. Uh, this is this is r uh, one of the rare occasions where we've put that market up on Wednesday. There hasn't been any price movement. So he opened one thirty. He's still a dollar thirty behind him in the market. Well, it's double figures. LJ Cool J's eleven dollars along with Miracle Moose and it's Mr Clooney. So uh, what that seems to suggest to me is that come this time tomorrow, he might be a little bit. Uh, better or a little bit worse than that 130, but rest assured he's going to be a pretty warm price favourite. Okay, here's one that's even shorter. Melton tomorrow night, the Gamelite free for all. They're going early with this race as well, Jared. Race yeah. two, catch a wave at dollar twenty-eight. So this is his first start since that gigantic effort in the Victoria Cup. Any takers? Uh, there has been. Maybe the reason for that, Chris, is because he's such a dominant favourite, they probably try and steer uh, away from the quaddy legs, etc. So he did open 135. Um, 
Always interesting to see which way they go with these shorties. Well, he's toughened up already. He's into a dollar twenty-eight. Outside of him, uh, Le Captain number two, seven fifty out to eight dollars. And there's been a sprinkling of interesting Curly James, twelve into nine. But he dominates the market there. Catch a wave. Okay, now let's focus on Globe Derby, their biggest night of the year tomorrow night, uh, the Sky Racing SA Pacing Cup. The feature is race six, and we've got a clear favourite here, Jared. He's come up with the inside gate. Where's the gold for Emma Stewart? Alan McDonough booked to take the drive. He's a dollar fifty-five. Tango mm. Tara. He's the only other runner in single figures. He's a five-dollar chance. Platinum Stripe best of the rest at ten dollars. So where's the gold? All the rage. Yeah. Well, interesting. This one. I wasn't quite sure what would happen here, so I asked around. I asked Tim Edwards on Sunday or Monday what he thought about the race itself before the markets went up, and he said, "Oh, there's probably three main hopes. Uh, one, two and I think Platinum Stride was the other one he mentioned, but primarily the one and the two. So it went up where's the gold $1.70 on Wednesday. That didn't last very long at all, uh, into $1.55. Now, it hasn't moved over the last 24 hours, but clear favourite there. Tango Tar has been 4.40 out to 5. Uh, Western Sonador, Sonador's got a little bit of interest there, 41 into 26, but not a terrible lot. Perfect Stride, 9 out to 11. Um, Platinum... Uh, platinum stride 950 out to 10 so I guess in summary um, it's been a pretty decent move for that favorite where's the goal 170 into 155 okay what about the derby the following race race seven again it's that same combination Emma Stewart Alan McDonough Al Vinnie at one dollar 45 little Louie at 460 delightful Tammy at 950 yeah I think I think the boys were testing the water. They put it up at dollar forty, and quite clearly, uh, that may have been a shade short because uh, there's been no real interest at that quote out to a dollar forty-five. Uh, the second pick, and you quite often see this when there's a drifting favourite. The second pick in the market starts to toughen up a little bit. That's Little Louie, five fifty into four sixty, and even number three, nicely spoken, has been thirty-four into seventeen. So there's been enough interest in a few there, Chris, to suggest that at one forty-five you might well be able to do better tomorrow. All right. Uh, the, the best betting race of the night, I reckon, will be race number eight. This is the Trotters' Cup again for Sky mm. Racing, and the favourite is He's All Muscle again. Stuart McDonough, two thirty. But I think there's a few others here that are certainly going to give it a race. My used to be He's at three forty. Uh, we go down to anywhere Hugo, five fifty. Eight dollars Travel Bug, uh, eight fifty Cyclone S Adams. So stand start, big field, long distance. This should mm. be a, a good race. Yeah, well, it opened at 2.30, he's all muscle. It's still 2.30, but I would suggest you will be able to do better than that. Um, I used to be, number three has been 4.20 into 3.40. Uh, what else do we have here? Cyclone S. Adams has been 6.50 to 8.50. Uh, travel bug, 9 into 8, so just a little bit of a move there. And the same applies to number 12 anywhere. Hugo, 6.50 into 5.50. But obviously the one that's moved in the market is my used to be 420 into 340 with that favourite still at 230. Okay, well, that's the Trotters Cup, uh, SA Trotters Cup at the Globe Derby. Big night coming through there tomorrow night. There'll be plenty of action coming through via Sky Channel as well. Speaking of Trotters, what about the Victoria Trotters Derby on Sunday? We head to Miraburrah. We had the heats last week. This is going to be a good race. London to a brick won the big feature during our carnival, the Great Square, inaugural running of that feature. He goes up as the favourite, given that he's got such a good draw. 230. 
We've got uh, the Locomotive 320, Love Me 2 380. They were the heat winners last week. She's Ruby Roo, who won the Victoria Trotters Oak. She's at $7. And then we're going out to longer odds. The Queenslander, not as promised, at $41. Mm. Well, as I've said before, Chris, many, many times, I don't know a terrible lot about paces or trotters, but I was channel surfing last Sunday and saw this Love Me Too. Gee, it was impressive, but... Uh, the marketplace hasn't really respected it this week. It's 280 out to 380. It did open equal favourite with London to a brick, which has been 280 into 230. Uh, she's Ruby Roo, a little move inwards, 850 into 7 from the pole position there. Uh, others in the market, the locomotives are drifted 280 out to 320. So the, the one they want to be with there is that um, now favourite, Actually, the locomotive opened at 280 as well. So they all opened $2.80, the three of them. I guess the bookies just thought, well, we'll see what happens here. And the move has been with London to a brick, 280 into 230. And the biggest drifter of that trio, Love Me Too, out to $3.80. OK, that's going to be a good raise. The Victoria Trotters Derby at Miraburra on Sunday afternoon. It's race eight. Four Group 1 features at Menangle on Sunday afternoon. Breeders' Challenge Race Day. Let's go through them. Race 5, two-year-old fillies. The unbeaten filly, Queensland-owned Luxa Turner at $1.28. Renewal at $4.40 and Elusive at $9.50. They're the only three in single figures, but it looks like it's all about Luxa Turner. This is one of those ones where you have a shorty that opens up and I think there's always feelers out there um, for others in the market because it doesn't take a terrible lot of money to move the market on a Wednesday and that's been the case with Renewal here 550 into 440 favorite hasn't drifted dollar 28 so it's rock solid uh, the other one in the market there elusive has been 750 out to 950 so little bit of early interest in Renewal not a lot favorite rock solid at Lux at Turner it's another one that might shorten up somewhat tomorrow okay two-year-old Colts and Geldings uh, they think it's a two-horse race. Wardan Buddy, 170 Nathan Street, $3. Uh, best of the rest, Royal Cruiser at 10 The Queenslander, Ironclad, he's at $26. Now, uh, this one here, number 11, Royal Cruiser, when the market went up, was 21 They had a couple of cracks at it, Chris, and it got into $9. It's back out to 10 The money has subsequently dried up. The favourite's been a decent, decent drift, Wardan Buddy, 150 out to 170, and that's come on the back of um, really good support for Nathan Street. Now, Nathan Street was $3, so $1.51, $3, the other 100%. So they chewed up all of the market. It got to 340 Nathan Street, with some sort of support for a couple of those roughies. It's now back into $3. So there's good money for Nathan Street to beat that favourite, Wardan Buddy. Okay, race number seven, three-year-old fillies here. And this is the race of the day for mine. I Keep Smiling up against Major Delight. I Keep Smiling, stunning last week, 49.9, sitting park. She's at 190. Major Delight, uh, Major Delight 210. Uh, best of the rest, we're going out to Tintin Joe, $10. The Queensland-owned Sky Blue, $19. Yeah, the gap is closed somewhat between these two. When it first went up, when the market first went up, I Keep Smiling, 175. $2.40, Major Delight. We find every time Major Delight runs, it's it's always well-backed. It's a very, very popular horse, Chris. It's into two ten as you pointed out. I keep smiling at $1.90, so there's basically nothing between the pair now. Um, the, the support would seem to suggest that maybe, maybe uh, Major Delight might even start favourite. OK, and that's going to be a good race, that one. This one will be a good race as well. 
Better be the best. He's the New South Wales Derby winner. He's a dollar sixty. We've got three sixty captains knock, seven dollars Oliver Dan, seven fifty Bainbridge. I think tactics are going to be all important for this race, but better be the best is the favourite. Any takers? Yeah, I was interested to see what would happen here as well. Um, you know, it was terrific win last start and Fred Hastings, he was in raptures, wasn't he? Open a dollar thirty. Out to a dollar sixty, that is a sizable move outwards. Uh, obviously, some have come in, in particular Captain's Knock, which was six fifty into five when the markets went up on Wednesday. Uh, three sixty this morning, still at three sixty. Uh, Bainbridge has been six fifty out to seven fifty. Oliver Dan at seven. Just seeing if there's anything of note anywhere else. No, it's not. Um, yeah, but uh, drifting favourite better be the best. Captain's knocked. The, I, I must admit the money has dried up at the three dollars sixty, but that's a decent move in a terrific race. Mm, absolutely, and the free for all is race nine, and the Aussies that are bound for the New Zealand Cup, Swayze, Spirit of St Louis, they step out here. They're at the top of the betting. Swayze a mm. dollar thirty-five, Spirit of St Louis at five. Yeah, and he, he opened one thirty-five. Swayze he hasn't moved. Uh, Spirit of St. Louis, seven into five, and subsequent to that, everything else is out the gate. But uh, oh, he, he, he's going to hold his place as clear favourite, Swayze. And, and once again, because he's one of those shorties that feature plenty of multi-action through him. All right, this is your time to shine. Build us a multi. There's a lot of races to choose from as well. OK. Gloucester Park tonight, race five, number one, Diego. I'll keep away from the real shorties. Uh, race six at Globe Derby tomorrow night. The Pacing Cup, number one, where's the gold? Uh, down to Meribara on Sunday, the Trotters Derby. Race eight, number two, London to a brick, currently at $2.30. And we'll round off uh, four this week at Menangle. Race seven, number three, Major Delight, currently at two ten. OK, so that's race five, number one, Diego, tonight at Gloucester Park. Globe Derby tomorrow night, race six, number one, where's the gold? Uh, then we go to Meribara on Sunday, race eight, number two, London to a brick. And we finish off at Menangle with race seven, number three, Major Delight. I'll give you one for today, Jared. I was going to say I've got my pen ready. It's an early start today too. Yeah, too right. And we're going with a first starter. There's a good wrap on this first starter. Race two, number four, Mullum Roxy. Uh, trialled really well recently against a couple of handy types. They couldn't have found a, an easier race to start her career. So this is a good tip. Race two, number four, Mullum Roxy. Currently a dollar seventy. Okay. Is there any sort oh, of in that race? There's been a pretty decent move for Knight Dujon. Um, mm. Fourteen into six fifty, by the way. All right. Is there any sort of support for Mullum Roxy? Not at the moment. One sixty-five out to one seventy, but it, there's a long way to go. Yeah, it'll come. It'll come. Okay. Hey, Jared, appreciate the time. Enjoy the weekend. We'll chat again next week. Thanks, Chris. There's Jared Daffy from Tab. You can check out those prices by going to the website tab.com.au and you'll be able to find all of those markets. There's a lot of races to look at. Ryan Spice now joins us. He's online. Ryan, good morning. Morning, Chris. How are you, mate? Yeah, really well. It's a good weekend of racing this weekend. Yeah, it sure is. Uh, plenty of depth, good solid cards everywhere. If, uh, if I had a magic wand, I would have shifted the Sunday Menangle meeting to Saturday night. Okay. So where are we going to focus as far as your bet is concerned this weekend? Are you with us there, Ryan? Okay. We may have lost Ryan, so we'll uh, we'll try and track him down to see what his best bet of the weekend is. So are you there, Ryan? Yeah, mate. Have I got you? Yep. You've got us now. So your best bet this weekend? Uh, Chris, I do fancy one at Albion Park on Saturday night. Uh, race five, number nine. So serious. Uh, Brendan Barnes takes the drive for Jimmy Hewitt in the 
70 consolation. This fellow's been really good in Queensland to date. He's had five starts. He was the runner of the race in the heat when chairing up in 52-4 behind Holly Stars. So running fourth meant that he didn't make the final. But he looks from his barrier draw on Saturday night. He can punch through race on speed. And I think he'll be mighty hard to beat. All right, so race five, number nine, so serious. Uh, he does give the impression that he's just, you know, banging down the door. He just needs that little bit of luck. He's just had no luck his past couple. Yeah, he's been really, really good screaming to win, and I think this is definitely his race. Okay, I've got to ask you, just with those big ones on Sunday in uh, in Sydney at Menangle, firstly, major delight, I keep smiling. Which way are you leaning at this point? Chris can't split them. Um, I keep smiling was amazing off the track, uh, breaking 50 last start in her heat. And then you kind of saw the complete opposite where Major Delight led, jogged and just dashed a quarter and 26 flat home. Yeah, I can't split them, Chris. Uh, Major Delight will be in front. Um, Luke's also be breathing. I do think, obviously, they'll run one, two, but I can't, don't have a lean to who beat two. But in saying that, the um, the race for the place, that last position on the podium with Ludacris, Tintin Joe, yeah, it looks like a solid race and perhaps some betting opportunities there. All right. And what about Better Be the Best? Does he get another Group 1 victory? Well, it all comes down to what happens in the run, Chris. Is they going to wave him on by and um, let him stroll to the top? And then perhaps he is, without a doubt, the hardest to beat. But uh, if Captain's Knock and Bainbridge um, put the pedal to the metal and park him, well, maybe the race does open up. Okay, well, it's going to be a, a great day of racing there in Sydney on Sunday. Hey, Ryan, appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. No worries, Chris. Cheers, mate. So his best bet, race five, number nine, Albion Park tomorrow night. So serious in that NR70 consolation, five by nine. Andrew Spagnolo joins us from TAB, and he's online with us now. Andrew, good morning. Good morning, Chris. I'm keen to talk to you about these big group ones coming through from Sydney on Sunday, and we'll go straight to that Phillies final. Uh, it looks like it's a race in two. Major delight up against I Keep Smiling. Um, I Keep Smiling was just unbelievably good last week. Uh, chaired up, 49.9, one-tenth of a second outside of the three-year-old uh, Australian record. The big question, obvious question, can she back up and do it again? I think Major Delight... On, on paper, does have uh, well, does warrant um, the fact that uh, her record speaks for itself that she perhaps can start in the market or, or very close to favourite. What shocks me is the lack of interest given what we saw last week from I Keep Smiling. And I guess that's the, the million-dollar question. Will, will we see it two runs in a row? Uh, when I first framed the market, I thought, how short do I go? Because the horses like that generally, um, not long after, have a cult following just for the, the mere fact they appear unbeatable. To my knowledge, Chris, I've never seen a filly to, of recent memory at least break 50 in Australia, have you? No, nope. Yeah. So on that chain of thought, um, yeah, if she, does, if she does do it again, she's awfully hard to beat. On the flip side, Major Delight has been there and has done it at the very best level. Um, to the eye, she may have looked a little bit... Um, well, uh, not not a uh, little bit less dominant, um, we, we should say, than I Keep Smiling, but her last quarter was quick. So it really will be an interesting battle, and particularly early to see, to see what happens. I Keep Smiling obviously needs to be on its best behaviour, and that's perhaps why punters have, have gone with major delight, at least in the early part of betting. So, yeah, the, the million-dollar question is, can she do it twice and can she do it against major delight? It's a lot easier, as you could imagine, um, you know, heat be the, the final to sit parked and do it. So 
we haven't seen a Philly break 50 park. We we definitely haven't seen one do it twice in a row. Mm. Does that explain the drift then? I would think so. It's yeah. got me baffled. I would have thought, if anything, um, money may come for Major Delight late and I keep smiling, perhaps backed early just on the assumption that she'd be too good for them. But um, the punters at bed early, they generally do... Um, Pretty, pretty well lifetime, and, and they've decided Major Delight at this stage is the one to beat. All right. Well, that's the three-year-old fillies, three-year-old boys. That's the next race, race eight. You went up with Better Be the Best at $1.30. So would I be safe to assume that you thought he just strolls to the front and it's game over? Yeah, definitely. Probably a good case of never assume because I did think Better Be the Best has warranted front-end respect, particularly given how he's been driven in a few races so if you look back to the new south wales derby over a much longer distance he wasn't scared to, to really ask um a lot of the horse and particularly in the first half of the race uh go what i believe to be what was one of the quickest lead times of the night so with that chain of thinking i would have thought better to be the best is still more likely than not likely of getting the top but the the market suggests otherwise I do think better be the best perhaps um, offers a stronger form line than what Captain's Knock parked last week and perhaps that'll play into the thinking of the driver of Captain's Knock should he hand up. But once again, that the betting's a little bit different to what my original thoughts were. Okay. I'm keen to get your thoughts on the uh, the Victoria Trotters derby. I think this is going to be a terrific race on Sunday down there at Maryborough. London to a brick. You went up at 280. There's been good support, as Jared outlined just moments ago. He's now 230. So he's perfectly drawn here, gate two. How do you assess London to a brick? Yeah, I thought I opened him short enough with the, the, the fact that he's pretty much... Um, unproven when tested over a longer distance, particularly compared to the, the Kiwis who, as you know, have a lot more practice over there. And if you look at the locomotives overall resume for a race like this, he, he generally starts favouring and, and generally wins them, albeit off a, off a different setup um, this time around. So to answer your question, I, I think London to the brick, uh, London to a brick is the likely leader. I think everyone knows that. The million-dollar question is, will he be able to sustain heat and, and get home, and how much pressure will there be? Um, only time will tell. That in, in the past, the pacing bred trotters appear to be a bit more dour, particularly late in their races, so perhaps he'll, he'll run the distance out with no dramas at all, or the lack of practice over the longer trip will play against him late. It, it really, if, if they do run it true, it has the making to be one of the better... Uh, juvenile trotting, trotting races we've seen. Yeah, absolutely agree with that. What about Globe Derby tomorrow night? Their night of nights coming through. Uh, just uh, quickly on the SA Pacing Cup, where's the goal? There's been good support. You went up 170. Are you shocked that punters have rallied around this guy? I guess yes and no. Emma Stewart's got an amazing record, um, particularly when she goes to SA. So I, I dare say the punters like what they saw last week. When you compare the times from the two heats, there wasn't that much between them. Um, this horse did, did plenty from a tough draw. Does have a driver change as, as well uh, leading into this. Tango Tara, I think, needed the run sort of um, the fortnight before. I think he won by qualifying um, in a midweek race. So he he holds the key to the undoing of where's the gold. If, if, the, um, if the big and bad Tango Tara turns up, we might have a race in our hands. If not, Unfortunately, we may see a bit of a procession up front. All right. And in the derby, uh, the Emma Stewart uh, runner is the favourite, Al Vinny. You went up short, 140. He's now 145. Do you think he'll get longer in the market as we draw closer to start time? 
Uh, personally, I, I doubt it. He's probably the one that late in betting will just keep trickling in. Um, I, I think the the biggest issue is little Louis. Probably on paper is his main danger. I'm not even sure he'll, he'll get near to the top early. If, if he does find the front, it is race on. The delightful Tammy as a driver change this week. You'd assume they're going to press forward. There could just be a little bit of fighting for for Alvin. He's back in the first lap or so, and hence it, he just might be too good for him. All right. Well, it's a big weekend coming up. Uh, big day on Sunday, even Monday. Kaikoura Cup meeting as well. So you'll be busy over the weekend. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the Kaikoura Cup, uh, not just pretty to the eye, but as you know, a great form reference for New Zealand Cup, which we'll probably be talking about come next week and the weeks to come. Yeah, and Albion Park uh, starting next week. Uh, the, summer, uh, the summer carnival officially gets underway. Be good, Johnny Sprint. Peak, uh, peak of the Creek, and then we've got the Queensland Cup. Before long, it'll be ID 23, so all eyes will be on Queensland. The good back half of the year, Chris, no doubt about it. I appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll touch base again next week. Thanks, Chris. Talk soon. There's Andrew Spagnolo joining us from TAB. So all of those markets are up. It's a great weekend of racing coming up and a really important day on Sunday. Meriburrah with the Victoria Trotters Derby. That is a race, that one. That is a proper race. And then all of these Group 1 features on Sunday from Menangle. The man that's calling all of the action at Menangle on Sunday is Freddie Hastings, and he joins us now. Freddie, good morning. Good day to you, Chris. I tell you what, there's some good contests coming up on Sunday down there. This clash between Major Delight, I Keep Smiling, that's going to be a ripper. Better be the best. Can he get another Group 1? Luxa Turner, can she keep her unbeaten record intact? There's a lot of good storylines here. It's my favourite race day of the calendar, Chris. Simply for that, there are so many stories and fairy tales that emerge, whether it's, you know, a horse that, that continues on its winning way or a bit like that story from about, uh, oh gee, it had to be about six, seven years ago when She's All Apples won at about 100 to 1 after driver and trainer Paul Shipley was involved in a very nasty smash in the heat of the, uh, uh, the, the Breeders' Challenge that year. The horse uh, was ultimately given to David Thorne and uh, She's All Apples comes out and wins the final at about 100 to 1 and, and Paul was there on crutches. He was really banged up from that fall at Penrith that year. Um, and She's All Apples ultimately went on to race in the States, but uh, wasn't wanted in betting, and there was a real fairy tale element to that yarn just for the simple fact that, you know, the horse had a, a nasty tumble at Penrith. Uh, the, the trainer driver was in a really bad way for a while, Paul, um, and he ended up being there on the day to see his Philly salute at Big Odds. So there's always a good story. The emergence of the the, the real superstars that, that ultimately a lot of them go through the ranks into into the open company, and the three-year-old boys race is always a good horse's race. And you know, you've got better be the best and captain's not, Chris, just to name two. But then you've got the very talented Bainbridge, who I think he's still learning about how things are done. And Oliver Dan from Emma Stewart's barn. Um, last year at the two-year-old runoff, of course, captain's not beat better be the best after better be the best. Bungled the start hopelessly, was beaten narrowly. And I think... Fair to say, Chris, we all got caught up in the run of better be the best and probably didn't pay as much tribute to Captain's Knock as being a good racehorse as we probably should have. We saw Captain's Knock in the semi-final last week, lift off the canvas to beat Oliver Dan. Uh, Captain's Knock a serious horse and, and then you've got better be the best I'm looking to continue on its winning way. Do you think he gets the job done again, better be the best? Or do you think, just given how the barrier draw sets up, he might have to really earn this one? I think he's going to have to earn it no matter what. And I had a chat to, to Nathan Turnbull on uh, radio last Sunday. And Nathan said, look, the horse 
he said he's generally driven him on the speed. He doesn't know where he might end up based on the barrier draws. Um, this is this was Sunday pre-barrier draw, but he, he made the comment, and it's a bit scary, Chris. He thinks the horse could be just as good, if not better, driven with a sit. So um, yeah, if he gets cover, uh, great. If he's got a breeze, well, you know, we know he's got a bit of tenacity about him. Uh, but I wouldn't be riding off captain's knock. Bainbridge made an, a mistake, showed brilliant gate speed and just couldn't... Once he got to the lead on on Saturday night in the semi, he bubbled out of his gear and ended up rejoining the race back on the pegs, ended up qualifying by running fifth. Uh, he's a very good horse, Bainbridge, and Oliver Dan, we know how good he is. Uh, it, it's a it's a real quality race, that eighth one. I've got to ask you a question. I've asked this question in recent times, but the number mm. one three-year-old in the country right now for the boys, is it better be the best? Is it Petrarca off his Vic Derby triumph, or is it the wonder from the West and never-ending? Who would you put <laughs> your money on? <laughs> oh, can we have some riders as to where the race is run, <laughs> over what distance? Um, <laughs> look, I'm a big fan. I saw a bit of Petrarca in the past uh, as well. I've seen lots of better be the best. Uh, the, the WA horse, we know how good uh, how good running is. So uh, loyalty, call it bias. I'm going to stick with better be the best because I think he's got a few gears up his sleeve and I think he's got, uh, as Nathan said, everyone tends to think he might be a bit one-dimensional. I'm not sure that he is. Uh, and based on what Nathan said, it gives me a bit of encouragement. But they're, they're an outstanding crop. Um, you know, and then and then you've got, you know, we all know how good the Lost Storm has been in, in the past. And what's exciting, Chris, and you'll, you'll really, this will resonate with you, is we saw that the four-year-olds transition as the season turned and we saw horses like Catch a Wave come out and win the, the Chariots and the Miracle Mile. Uh, and, and we've seen Leap to Fame, how good he's been and, and, and Captain Ravishing. We've got all this to look forward to again with this, this amazing crop of three-year-olds. Yeah, no doubt. I would have been disappointed if you didn't stay loyal and have those uh, those blue <laughs> eyes going. So, yeah. So. And Lux the Turner, Chris, I've got to touch on. You mentioned her unbeaten. Uh, she's, she's eight from eight. I think she's a real serious racehorse. She's just so professional in, in when she goes about her business. And I can't see them beating her on uh, on Sunday, I think Luxa Turner can continue on a winning way. And that mouth-watering clash you touched on with uh, the three-year-old fillies in uh, uh, the, the, the um, Major Delight, who was brilliant last week. And what about I Keep Smiling, yeah. breaking 150, just one-tenth outside the Australasian record at 149.9. Uh, Antonia, who you know well as a, a very good uh, race mare and race filly, she went 149.8, but... Um, it sets up well, that race, but uh, as much as I really respect Major Delight and, and the record that she's built, it's hard to get uh, the run of I Keep Smiling yeah. out of my head. That was phenomenal last week. There was just no fluke oh. about it. She did a similar thing, Chris, in a, in a semi and in a, in a race midweek where she, she, she you know, did a few things wrong and she was able to recover. And, and that, I think that stamped her as a, a filly with above-average talent. But to do what she did the other night uh, in, a, in a quality lineup and come from the outside and, and, and you know, smash the clock, um, that was that was a real good effort. I tell you one to keep an eye on, Chris. I was really impressed the way Ludacris smashed the line, uh, flashed home from well back to run third. It comes up with barrier one on Sunday, and if you're playing the exotics, you, you'd certainly at the odds have to consider putting Ludacris into your your uh, trifectas and first fours and the like. Right, we'll do that. What about a best bet for the card on Sunday? 
Oh, look, I think it's always a tough day in terms of tipping best bets, Chris, simply because of the, the, the prices of some of the horses. But they say any price is a good price about a winner. So with, with that in mind, I'm going to suggest um, that... Um, I'm going to stick with I Keep Smiling. I think she's. Uh, I think I saw this morning about a dollar ninety-five. I know that's uh, into the red. Um, she's a dollar ninety now as we speak on tab. But I just think she has got. Uh, she's just got so much upward scope. Uh, I think she can win. And I'm really looking forward, and I'm sure you will be too, with a view to what's going to happen uh, with ID twenty-three, the uh, Beersheba, the Battle of Beersheba free for all. Um, we see the great spirit of St. Louis, who's done it all, take on the boom horse Swayze. Uh, Swayze holding uh, the call there as far as markets go. But uh, I'm a big spirit of St. Louis fan, and, and uh, I wouldn't be shocked to see him beat Swayze, but he's going to have to be on his game. Yeah, it's going to be a great day on Sunday. Uh, many, many highlights, no question about that. Hey, Freddie, good calling. Appreciate the time today, and we'll, t- uh, we'll chat soon. Always a pleasure, Chris. Thanks for having me on. There's Fred Hastings, the man behind the binoculars on Sunday afternoon at Menangle. Darren Clayton is about to join us now to give us a couple of good things for the weekend. He's online. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. What's the race you're most looking forward to this weekend? Uh, There's two. um, And looking in a state, of course, at those Breeders' Challenge races... um, Better be the best captain's knock. I think that that's a really intriguing contest for mine. And, um, you know, two horses that I'd like to see uh, either of, of them win for, for either connections in either way. The the Bathurst connection there for the Turnbulls and better be the best and the, the Jared Croker connection for uh, captain's knock. So either way, I, I think that's going to be a great contest. Really intriguing. Um, also looking forward to see Luxa Turner on Sunday afternoon as well. Uh, I'd love to see a two-year-old filly go through a season undefeated. Um, We've seen some great fillies over the years and this filly is right up there. So um, hoping she can keep her unbeaten run intact. The odds and markets suggest she should have little trouble in doing that. She's a very, very nice filly, so that's there. And, of course, the the three-year-old trotter from Queensland down in in the Victorian Trotters Derby um, the first time a, a Queensland has been able to make it through to that final, so really looking forward to that as well. Closer to home, keen on turning it up and, and seeing what he produces in that free-for-all. That should be a great race. Yeah, that should be uh, his race to lose in many ways. He's got to make a bit of a statement, given what's coming up. We spoke with Shane Graham yesterday. They're going to skip next week, the Be Good Johnny Sprint. They're going to concentrate on the Queensland Cup. And then we've got the end of Dominion, so... You know, can he, can he handle four runs in a fortnight? So that's going to be very interesting. I think that race next week, that card next Saturday night is going to be excellent at Albion Park. Uh, the Be Good Johnny Sprint, Leap to Fame may turn up there. Future Assured, Black Sedans, they're likely to be there. And as we've uh, highlighted earlier in the week, uh, the Peak of the Creek, four heats on Tuesday. So that final takes place next Saturday night. That is going to be very competitive racing Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, that's going to be super racing, Chris, because this race, uh, for those that aren't aware, um, connections get to choose their own barrier off finishing position and winning time out of the heat. So that's going to make the the heats extra competitive. Four heats means um, its top two will go through and then the fastest two individual thirds, that'll make up the 10-horse starting field. So um, of your four winners then... Um, you know, you, there's option there to, to really go hard, but how hard do you go? It's always one of those races that uh, it's interesting. And there's, 
there is a lot of speed in each of the heats this this year so really looking forward to those going on tuesday afternoon the four heats there let me ask this question um back in the day and we're not talking all that long ago but the premier's cup was one of the highlight races on the queensland calendar for the emerging types those that are you know destined to get to metro level the peak of the creek has quickly taken over that mantle now because connections are prepared to go out and spend and get a nice horse for this series and as you said the fact that they get to choose their own barrier draws it's evolved very quickly the peak of the creek yeah, certainly has, you know, and you look at uh, a couple of horses, we saw Uncle Shank beat Mallorca, both of those horses now sold to America for pretty good money, uh, last year Speed Speed Dating comes out and won that race, um, probably was a, um, a solid contender to win the uh, Queensland Mayor of the Year, but she didn't get that, but... Um, placed out of that same series future assured and we look at how he's gone on and and this year i think it's even stronger again uh with mm. those four heats there's some really nice three-year-old talent in there and some others sort of on their way up so um there's been a few horses ducking and weaving and plenty at the trials as well just to maintain their uh their rating because the heat's drawn on uh, national rating points and at 55 to 70 on that rating uh drawing a good gate in the heat is probably just as important as as getting to choose your heat uh, your position in the final. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. We look forward to those heats on Tuesday. Ten races tomorrow night. We kick off at five forty-seven. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, well, um, Ryan Spice and I must be singing from the same hymn book because I thought so serious. Um, looked a good bet there. Let's just hope we get some sort of price now. Um, yeah, Don't want to be the bearer of bad news. But I marked him as the good thing on weekend winners this weekend as well. So he's carrying a fair <laughs> well, bit of there weight. We go. Yeah, well, now that I've jumped on board too, that uh, we want to hope that gig holds up. So, um, yeah, no, he, he really does look to be knocking on the door. His, his runs have been super. As Ryan said, he's running the heat. He's, he's into the consolation of this race. The, he's running the really sort of marked him as the one to beat. And despite gate nine, I don't think that matters. I don't think uh, this is as strong a consolation of some of these uh, finals and consolations that we've had in recent months. So uh, he gets his opportunity. The other one I was really keen on is Arco in race nine. Uh, seven runs back from a spell. She's placed in five of them. Uh, big Im important gate improvement for her here. It's her best gate at her last nine starts, and the fact that she's placed in five of her past seven, um, she finds the right mare's race there. So, so serious, the best. Also keen on Arco. I thought tomorrow night was a pretty good punting card, actually, Chris, uh, especially if you like them a little bit shorter. I think there's a, a number that will come up short in the market. Uh, on paper, look very hard to beat. So you're building a multi by the sound of it. What, what are we looking at? Yeah, I, I certainly think we could do that. And uh, if, we're, if we're going down that path, I think Arco is certainly one there. Um, I did actually build one here just before. Let me bring it up. Um, race three, number one, Beach Villa. Certainly looks to get every chance there in front. Race four, number seven, turn it up. Shane Graham can just put the uh, left-hand blinker on, get to the front, and then sum it up from there. And race eight, number two, Arco. So Beach Villa, turn it up, Arco. A nice little three-leg multi there that I think um, should be a, a very good chance at collecting. If Arco doesn't win tomorrow night, is she ever going to win a mare's quality? Like, she's an NR73. 
Next best in the rankings or the ratings there is NR57. So she is thrown into that race and she comes up with a good draw. Yeah, the biggest problem with the mares races, Chris, and I think it's something that they probably need to look at, the normal qualifiers week to week are always drawn on random draw. The mares are always drawn on NR rating, except for one a month, which is tomorrow night. So Arco probably still ran the risk of drawing second line, which in that field tomorrow night probably was not a, a bigger thing. But um, she's just been paying the penalty of running through her grades before going to Metro Company. And um, luckily enough, she comes up with gate two tomorrow night. So, um, yeah, certainly looks her. She's definitely pitchforked into it, that's for sure. OK. Who's the driver to follow on the other uh, dashboard? Yeah, well, um, you spoke to Nathan Dawson the other night. Interesting, Australia's leading driver, the Australian um, Premiership holder with that uh, win last Sunday. He's only got the four drives. So um, Angus Garrard this week, I think he's got a couple of nice drives. I think Argyle goes pretty close in that first race. Wide gate, but has been going well. Uh, he comes up with Mac Daddy, Luxury Lad, Captain Nemo, certainly not out of it, might as well. And I think Tam O'Shanner, if he steps back to 2100 in that trot in the last, he can certainly give plenty of cheek. OK, so the dashboard is up on the RQ website? Yeah, it's up and running. We've got um, the, the best bet, the quaddies, the exotics. I think Beach Villas race is a good race to play the exotics. Um, so, yeah, stand out Beach Villa and, and working at those numbers. But that's all there. It's up and about and... Uh, yeah, we can get a collect. OK. Just looking ahead to next week. So some of the features are going to be the Peak of the Creek final. We've got the Be Good Johnny Sprint. We've got the Queen of the Creek, the race for the mares. Uptown and Beach Girl expected to be there following a trial on Wednesday. I'm led to believe she may trial again uh, on Wednesday, just a fitter for next Saturday night. So that's going to be another highlight race. And then we've got all those Qbread for Life features as well. So it's going to be a big card. Just on the Be Good Johnny Sprint... Uh, if Leap to Fame is there and we've got Black Sedan's Future Assured, Barrier Draw is going to be important. Clearly, he's the horse to beat Leap to Fame, but the Barrier Draw is going to have some significance as far as the market is concerned, isn't it? Oh, yeah, most certainly. And especially if Black Sedan's and Future Assured draw that front line position and uh, get the opportunity to really sort of get forward and make Leap to Fame earn it. Um, that said, probably a good opportunity for Leap to Fame to, to be driven off speedy and like we saw him in the Sunshine Sprint because you know the tempo is going to be there, so that option would always be there. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be a great race. It always is a good race and a good lead-up, so um, looking forward to how that all lines up. And, yeah, they'll, they'll certainly be out and running. Just with Uptown Beach Girl, did you happen to catch that trial, Chris, and just get your thoughts on it? I know she was first up. I thought perhaps maybe a little disappointing. Um, I'd look at it in the in the sense that she she's a big mare and, and she looks like she's getting bigger and bigger. So I don't think she was out there to sort of do anything special. And I, I think if Nathan Dawson probably wanted to get a little bit more serious at the top of the straight, uh, the, the, the outcome could have looked a lot different to what you know, probably played out. So I think they'll be a little bit more serious next week with that trial on the Wednesday night and that'll fit her for that mare's feature next week. Yep, yep, definitely. And all valid points there. Um, yeah, and you don't you don't win money in trials. Exactly. The other one, just with those Q-Bread for Life features next Saturday night, Frankie Ferocious steps out later today at Albion Park. Obviously, he'll be lining up in that Q-Bread for Life feature next week. Unknown at this point whether for real life will go around, but 
Frankie Ferocious, uh, you know, he should win that race today, barrier two over a mile, and he might even run a little bit of time again. Yeah, you'd expect that. Um, again, probably the only query, but I don't think it'd be too much of a concern for Frankie is those races next week, the, they step up to 2,100, so he will need to make that next step up. But uh, they've really worked into the calendar nicely now for the Q-Breds. Not only the bonus system, but the fact that they get the Breeders' Classics... Um, the triads and then these ones at the end of the year in the in the sort of summer carnival so um not only is it pay to be cubred for the bonus system but these extra races now it uh, it certainly makes it very well worthwhile to breed a cubred horse yep absolutely hey darren enjoy the weekend we'll touch base again next week sounds good chris looking forward to it